This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. that we are you know, competitive. You know, there's a lot of good players on the team, and that's one thing that never, we'll never do. We'll never fold. We'll never tuck our tail. You know, we'll never, we'll never, we'll never break. You know, we don't bend. We don't fold. So, you know, we're going to keep going, and we're going to keep coming to practice and feeling like we won the, next, next, the last game so we can continue to correct our mistakes and move forward and, uh, you know, just try to get a win. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. You're liking this, aren't you? Yeah. You know, okay. (laughs) The reason, the reason, dude. Are you you listening to this? Yeah. Uh, You're liking it. You're digging it. Yeah, I I am, man. I love Knock Knock Dead Head. Now, who's playing this? This isn't Bob Dylan. <laughs> Who is it? Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Oh, when you left the studio, I turned to Greg. I go, like, can we put a little GNR on? You know, you old, fun, old funny duddy. We yeah. had to get modern, man. You got to put a little GNR on, even though they're like, this is like 30 years ago. Fat guy Tuesday. Yeah. Guy. Uh, <laughs> guns. There you go. You know what? Actually, actually, I, I, I'm not against the Guns N' Roses version. That, that it is a pretty sound, good it, version. It, 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 it did sound good. Not as good as Dylan. But the funny part was, Greg and I, we're both in on it. We're like looking at you, and you're like listening so intently. Yeah, right. Because I was going, this isn't. I, I know Dylan. it was funny. You didn't. It didn't register at all. Yeah. Oh, I love those moments. Yeah. Uh, Greg, to you, my friend. Yeah. I lift my my uh, Starbucks coffee to you. you did. Guns N' Roses, not. <laughs> when Dil- when Bobby Zimmerman recorded this live. <laughs> All right. Oh, that uh, was so good. Okay, so um, before. Mark the tape. All right. We got one over on Chalooch yeah, here, did, right? Did, That's, I mean, this is just profound. Yeah, this is yeah. a great moment I, in my I, life. I was li- listening intently. I know. You, I, didn't, I, you didn't even acknowledge it till all of a sudden I saw, like, what, what, what is this? You know, I thought it was, I, I was wondering if it was a live version of Dylan, you know, and. Uh, that would have been like Dylan getting electrocuted. Yeah, that's right, right. Well, you know, uh, oh. you know, it wasn't until 1968 that Dylan did electric music. Before then, he was all acoustic. <laughs> We got over on him, right. Greg. Yeah, right. way to go. Okay, yes. you, you, you won. All right, you won. We got it. Okay, but the reason I requested knock, knock, <laughs> knocking on heaven's door. Because you're a GNR fan, man. Uh, no, no, no. I am not a Guns N' Roses fan. I am a Guns N' Moses fan. But uh, uh, my, my, my point is, before you start burying the Steelers, before you start burying the Steelers, you got to take a look around. Uh, you got to look at the conference. Besides the Pats five and zero, Buffalo four and one, and Chiefs four and one, everybody else is three and two, two and three, one and four, and zero and five. So there is 
a high level of mediocrity right. in uh, uh, in the AFC, and it is, and it is still wide open. Uh, you know, and, and it's not over till it's over. Right. It's not over till the fat guy of Guns N' Roses sings. <laughs> Uh, I, Did we stop when the Germans bombed Pearl no, Harbor? No, 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 no that's right. Uh, it's not over till we say it's <laughs> over. Uh, all right, uh, don't stop him. He's on a roll. Uh, so, you know, and, and let's face it. Could you say that the Steelers could be 4-1? Oh, there's no question Absolutely. about it. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Right, right, Absolutely. right. Uh, uh, and Three of their four losses come by a combined nine points. That's right. And uh, uh, and you look at the loss uh, to uh, San Francisco, it came on a fumble at the end. You look at the loss. Did you see what San Francisco did to oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield? Did, 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 by the way, yeah. how about Nick Bosa? Yeah. Two sacks, five quarterback hits. I think it was personal. Right, right. Very yeah, personal. Because he planted the flag. He did. Yeah, yeah. He that, did. That was, that was... I thought it was kind of funny. I, I didn't understand. I thought he was doing a Thor imitation. Right, right. Yeah, it looked was, like it. I am Thor, the, uh, you know, whatever right. whatever Thor is. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the wings on the helmet yeah, and the big right, hammer. Right, right, right. Yeah. He, I, I, um, I didn't realize he was planting the flag as Baker Mayfield. You know... After he planted yeah, Baker. Yeah, yeah, after he planted Baker. Boy, I guess uh, I guess he did it with a little angst, too. Yeah, yeah. Poor Baker. But it didn't I, feel very I, dangerous I, waking up, I think. Do you, you said poor Baker. Are you feeling sorry for no. Baker Mayfield? No, no. no I, I, if you couldn't tell, there's a there's a hint of sarcasm. Yeah, there. that's right. Look, Good. Cleveland, you just might want to hold off on that mural on a building the downtown of Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so think about this. All right, let's go back. Let, let's forget about Baker Mayfield. Okay. All right, uh, because we don't play them for a, a, couple, a few weeks. Right, right, but, right. But, um, uh, you know, you, lo- you, you, lose, uh, you lose to New England. Who's five and zero? You lose to the 49ers, who are five and zero, and you could have beat the 49ers. Right. And you lose to the Seahawks. You should have beaten the 49ers. Yeah, you should have beaten the, and you could have beaten the Seahawks, and uh, uh, they're four and one, and you lose, you lose a game you shouldn't have lost on Sunday uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. But, but, uh, I am not ready to bury the Steelers. I mean, if you listen to the talk shows. On other channels, uh, on other I stations. Don't. Well, I do just to, you know, I listen to uh, the NFL, uh, serious NFL uh, radio challenge because I, and I listen to other stations just to glean information. I'm serious. I don't have serious. Yeah, yeah. You're serious. You don't got serious. Um, but, you know, but the reason I point this out is everybody's already wanting to fire. Mike Tomlin. Oh, I know. Firing Randy Feedner. Firing Come on. Uh, Butsy. Uh, and you know what? You, the, I, as far as I looked, did Tomlin fumble at the end of the game on Sunday? Let me think. Um, that'd be a big new. Yeah. Did did uh, uh, Tomlin fumble versus the 49ers? Uh, again, let me think. I, and no. No, no. no. I, I uh, okay. That. So so l- l- let's hmm. let's let's. Look at it. What is now? I'm not blaming the two guys that fumbled. Uh, that's part of the game, you know. Uh, you lost a game for us, and I lost a game for us. 
you lost. It. I didn't even fumble. Yeah, that's right. You didn't even fumble. You you just dragged. You just tackled Keith Butler, who was on the Seattle Seahawks. You know, at the he time. was such a diver. That yeah. was just a dive yeah. by Butsy. And then and then I got in the fight with Vernon Maxwell. That's your fault. Uh, at uh, just had to go and swing on. That's him. right. You know, well he he cheap shot at Frankie Pollard. I was protected Frankie. I Pollard. understand you yeah. could have protected Frankie. I mean, you just didn't have to swing at him. You know what I mean? Vernon yeah, was kind of like. Uh, and then we went from we called first. Them Norman Bates, yeah. remember? We, we we went from first and goal on the seven to first and goal uh, on the twenty-five. And not that Chuck blamed anybody, yeah, although he, played, he named you. He, he said, he said, <laughs> he, he 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 goes, and one of our veterans, uh, you know, blah 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 blah. blah. He right. goes, and then all of a sudden he stops. He goes. Not that I'm blaming, blaming this on one guy. Although he just reamed and, you and, and, and pointed then, you out and, and made du- you the scapegoat. And, and then Duddy goes, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, anyways, uh, so what I'm saying is that we've we've all been culprits. We've all had our hand yeah, in the pile well, of losses. That's right, right. So you can't, you know, I'm, I'm not blaming uh, the two guys at FOMO, but uh, it is execution, and it is not – and uh, Marlon Humphreys, I think, got real lucky on that. Uh, on that, uh, well, he's one and yeah. one with yeah. uh, the the uh, you know the strip. Yeah. You know, he got beat one time right. by Juju. Yeah, when he tried to strip him uh, yeah. on that one, shook off the tackle. Yeah, and then he came through with one. And yeah. again, I don't look at. And, and the key to me is this: you look at Juju, and there's nothing. You could really do about that. Other than the fact, he protected the ball. Right. He is catching the He was carrying tuck. it tight. He was, was carrying, carrying it tight. tight, and it was just one Outside of those of shots. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there just really isn't anything. You just that's one of those that it's the Heinz Ward. You got to take your hat off and give it to him. Right, right. You know, <laughs> take take your hand off, hat off and hand it to him. Yes, and hand yeah, it to yeah. him is the proper um, yes, as, as Heinz called it. Well, so you know, one of the things is the AFC North is jumbled up. And it is still wide open, even though there were we're only one and four, uh, and Baltimore is three and two, and Cleveland is two and three. But it's still wide open, and uh, you know, my point is, you could turn this thing around. You can. Oh yeah. You you can turn Jones, it around. We've been part of it. Right. You that's know right. What we've it's like. we've turned it around. Yeah. And sometimes. It's it's going to be a turnaround that it's it's not going to reach in time. Yeah, you know what I mean to get to the playoffs. Right. It's not going to happen. But the fact is, you in this spot, you got a group of guys inside those four walls, and you got to come right. together and and do that from within. Yeah. And I love the way um, these guys have responded. These guys are fighting. Right. These guys, uh, you know, I I can appreciate no that. Quit. You can appreciate that. There's no that. quit at them. You understand because yeah. we face this situation, yeah. and you know how it looks overwhelmingly difficult. And yet, you know, the next step is simply to show up at the next practice, the next meeting, the next step that you got to take in preparation to do it. Yeah. That's 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 as big a job as you can handle right now. Yeah, and and you know when you look, watching the film yesterday, the Steelers played better than the Ravens. They they watching the film. Oh, yeah. uh, the Steelers played better than the Ravens, and uh, the Steelers should have won. Uh, and I'm not making excuses. Uh, I'm not. Uh, you know, we tend to be optimistic because we are at practice every day, and we see them work. We see the coaches coach. We see you know, and we are invested because they're the Steelers. 
but um uh you know we got to see this team turn it around and and they can because because it is an average league i i remember i remember when um uh uh matt millen our buddy uh right. the year that uh uh the afc west was i think the the winning team was 8 and 8 or 9 and 7 and matt goes uh yeah, we stink. We all stink. Whoever stinks, uh, whoever stinks the least is going to win the division. So Al Davis calls Matt into his office. Office, and uh, you know Matt told me this story. Right. And he goes, he goes, and Al Davis says, "I don't stink." <laughs> so make sure you watch what you say. And and so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on Matt's remark. Right now, the AFC North. Stinks. There's no one. Right. There's no Nobody's one that's scary. There's no one scary. Uh, I'm not scared of the Ravens. We should have beat the Ravens. I'm not scared of the uh, Cleveland Browns after I saw them get planted like a flag yesterday. Um, and uh, nobody's scared of the Bengals. Uh, you know, so I, I, it can. This thing can be turned around. Uh, and. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not. You know, I, I, I'm not going to panic, and I'm not going to th- uh, throw dirt on the Steelers yet. Uh, I think, you know, and and the Chargers are two and three, and they lost to Denver. Denver won their first game last week. They won their first game. They beat uh, San Diego. The whole AFC is a conference of mediocrity. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, right. That's the way you got to look at it, except right. for the Patriots and uh, even the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't quite been what you expected. Well, you know, the Chiefs, uh, I watched the first half of that game. Um, I watched the first half of all the night games, but I can't stay away. No. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's – uh, but um, you look at Indy and, and, you know, and that's without Andrew Luck. I know. Uh, and, and that's – so – how good are the Chiefs? You got to wonder. How good are the chefs? <laughs> the chefs, great googly moogly. Great googly moogly. Um, so it, it's 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 going to be fun to watch. And uh, and one thing that I always say is the landscape landscape of the NFL changes every four weeks. All right, and we're going to see going into the second quarter uh obviously we're we're one game into the second quarter you know they most coaches break um the season down into quarters the first four games is the first quarter second four games is the second quarter and, and et cetera et cetera uh and uh you know we're gonna see uh and, and you know what and and everyone and and I and I lo- and, and when I hear these guys go all right what's the identity? You know, a lot of t- a lot of teams. You don't know that you, you don't form an identity. Well, till well into the second quarter, uh, and so you know, one thing we are aware of the Steeler defensive identity. They they are a sacking takeaway team. They are uh, right. Our issue is on offense because we're down to a third string quarterback. Right. If people aren't keeping up on. Current events, we're down one Hall of Famer, we're down a very promising backup, and we're down two 
Duck Hodges, yeah. who I, you still got to love the young man. And I'm rooting like crazy for the story because he is a great story possibly coming. Um, but the fact is, it greatly hampers your offense when for the past how many years have you developed uh, uh, an offense, an offensive line, an offensive uh, game plan built around a Hall of Famer? Yeah, It does tend to, uh, you know, crush your uh, results a little bit. And, you know, yesterday, uh, Mason Rudolph looked good. He didn't look any worse for the wear. Oh, no. He he, he just uh, he looked normal. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm curious about the protocol. I am, too. Uh, they are, somewhere in here, they got it laid out, you know, these five steps yeah. and so forth. Um, but the point you got the five steps. There, there was like five steps that they got to go through, uh-huh. you know. And I'll, I'll see if I can find us. Well, you know, yesterday when we saw him in in the cafeteria, I yelled out. I said, "Mason, did they wake you up every two hours no. last night?" He said, "No, they didn't think there was a need." No, they to. sent him home. Yeah, they sent him. But you still got to look at what occurred on the field, right? You know, and right there now you've got to go through the steps where, which include. Uh, you know, just being doing light cardio and stuff like that, seeing if you get any headaches and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm, I'm thinking he's gonna play. Okay, because I, I, I would have, I, I'm hoping so. I, I, I don't, I'm hoping so, but I, I really doubt that. I'm gonna think he's gonna play okay. because uh, yesterday he, he looked. I mean, he looked clear-eyed. He looked but this sharp. Is not, our era. Yeah. This is not, I mean, you know, uh, you and I have been known to, after a, a, a good hit, we're clear-eyed after about 35 seconds, which coincided with the uh, play clock. Right, you know? right, right. I mean, that's that's the nature of what we had. Um, but this is a, a different time, and they've got telling statistics that may impair that uh, quick turnaround. Yeah. That was, a, that was a real knockout. That was not one that you'd take lightly. Well, one of the things uh, – all right, we're going to talk about this uh, when we get back. We're going to talk about the protocol and uh, uh, what to expect. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and we'll be back right after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Mason's my guy. Uh, you know, I would say he's one of my closer friends on the team. He's really taken me in. And, you know, I, you might have seen him on the sideline kind of like standing there. It wasn't because I was freaking out about me going in. You know, I was just thinking about Mason. You know, what, what's up with him? Is he, is he okay? Because, I mean, there for a minute, I mean, he was just, he was just laying there. I mean, he wasn't even moving. And, I mean, that's just, that's just something tough to look at. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. All right, we're back. <laughs> and it, you know, it just flashed through my head. What? Do you remember when I got that hip pointer in uh-huh. the game? And you ran in. Ricky Donnelly was, was you know, was, was would, the would have been the backup. Yeah. Right. But but you did you no, come in I at was, short yardage? I, I was out there at tight end. Right. Or no, a tackle, because Ray moved right. over to tight end. All right. So I'm sitting here, I'm listening to Devlin Hodges talk about his friendship with Mason Rudolph and how he was worried about him and he wasn't even thinking about him going to the game as much as worried about Devlin. I remember I got this hip pointer game really bad, nasty helmet right to the hip 
and it it just kills you. If you've never had a hip pointer, right? It's, it is it's one of the most excruciating painful. things. Yeah. So I'm out there, and I'm I'm trying to push through it. And Tunch goes, "That looks bad. You should go out." <laughs> I think you should go. Look, you can't even you can't even hold it together in the huddle here. Right. That that Craig, that looks really bad. You should go out. So I was a backup. I was I, I, I was a backup uh, offensive tackle. I was a sixth man. I wasn't really a backup guard. Ricky Donnelly was. Right. But but when I talked Wolf into going out, I w- inserted myself at guard. <laughs> And, and and Donnelly was on the sidelines going, "Hey, wait a minute! I'm supposed to do that." Yeah, and 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 the funny thing was, I said, "I'm not going on until they take me out." Exactly. And they left me in. I did that. They left me they in. Did. Yeah. That was so funny. But I'll, I'll never forget you looking at me. And go. That looks that bad. Looks you bad. should. You should. Oh, you should oh, go. Oh, you're hurt. Go. <laughs> don't. Don't. Don't push it. it could, I could hardly even breathe. I know. That I know. Thing hurts so bad. The funny part was because I didn't wear hip pads. Right. And so I, I, I come out. And you I, would have been in trouble. Oh, Chuck would have. So Tony Parisi sneaks up behind me on the bench, and he hands me this pair of hip pads, right? And I just stick them into my pants there on right. the benches as the doctors, you know, uh, before they came over. Yeah. And and uh, so Chuck comes by, and he looks, and he sees I got hip pads in, and then he just walks on right, by. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you would have been if I'd yeah, have been yeah, in real right, trouble. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, uh, we're back, and uh, uh, he's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in a locker room. And, you know, one of the things we we were looking at, at the proto- protocol, and uh, this is uh, Joe Rudder's article in the Tribune Review. Tribune Review. And I, you know, I didn't know what the protocol Tribune? was. Yeah. The Tribune. Trib- <laughs> Tribune. The Trib Review. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the, ne- oh the, the these are the five steps, okay? The first step is rest and recovery. A player must rest until his cognitive and, and balance tests. tests return to baseline status. A player can do no physical activity beyond stretching and balance work. Right. Um, That's not a lot. Yeah. That, you know, that, a little light stretching. Although I have been concussed before, and I've actually – I've had a situation where, you know, even as you're stretching out, that can affect you. It affects your balance. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, in in our day, we didn't know. Right? We didn't know. <laughs> we didn't so know. we just assumed that we're okay. Absolutely. You know, when, when the uh, – You just when, got your bell rung. When, when, you got in, when you got back into focus, you're yeah. like, okay, I'm okay. okay. It's all I'm right. okay. Right, There's right. There's no damage yeah, yeah. done. So the second point, uh, the second step is light aerobic exercise. And activities include riding a stationary bike and light running on a treadmill. Players are permitted to attend team meetings and study film in this step. So, uh, you know, this looks easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then continued aerobic exercise. That's step three. And step three, and introduction of strength training. Right. The player may do supervised cardiovascular activities and can include strength training and weightlifting. So, how you get out on the field, you yeah. start working with Marcel and right, McGee right, and yeah. doing that sorts of things. That would be included in that. So, you pump some so iron. What, what, let me, the pump you are. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you something. What would. So, what would. Uh, cancel you from practicing? A couple of things right now. Um, first of all, he's got to 
passes cognitive and balance tests. Right. There's a baseline on that. Those things are subtle. He was walking around. He was walking around. Oh, yeah. 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 But there's a difference between walking around and and avoiding a heavy rush. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's also the, the cognition stuff where, you know, you react to stimulus place before you you is, take your balance you t- you take your baseline test again right right exactly and you got to make sure you pass those first right, of right, all right, okay yeah, yeah and then secondly you start the light aerobic air exercise okay so you start to do that what could possibly go wrong there well maybe a headache you know the headache is in- indicative of uh, still having issues do you remember having headaches after yes, I do. the next day oh yeah I don't remember the yeah. next day headaches. Yeah, because you were grogified, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it is. You know, there's a headache, and you're sitting there going, "I." you never really put the two together other than the fact I took a good hit yesterday. I got a headache today. Yeah, yeah. All right, but you didn't think, oh, I'm concussed. You right. just thought, I took a good hit, hit yesterday. So Ron Blackledge called me up after my concussion against Cincinnati. Right. And I thought I was talking to Ralph. <laughs> Yeah, our no, trainer you weren't having a, you Berlin. weren't concussed at all <laughs> and uh and he goes he goes tunch you're talking to coach blackledge you're not talking to ralph and uh so you know you don't even remember when i called you yeah yeah you know what i mean the thing about it is the you know you you get whacked like that and and all you re- really recall is the aftermath of coming out of the fog right you know what i mean and you have issues with it and uh you know you you take them now they've got a gradient way to judge if you're clearing right. you know, uh all the hurdles that you need to in our day it was all about can you see straight oh, yeah you know can you see three How or many do you fingers? see two or where one? are we at yeah exactly we're in Nashville. Yeah. That's close enough. Knoxville, yes. That's like for me. Yeah. You know, when we played in '81, we played the Patriots in Knoxville, Tennessee, right. at the World's Fair. So we were playing there with the first series. I went out, got a little bit uh, grogified, so yeah. I came off with everybody else after you know the first series. And and Doc says to me, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Sure, I'm okay." And he asked me, "Do you know where you are?" Yes, I know where I'm at. And he said, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm in Nashville." And he says, Nashville, Knoxville. Close enough. Close enough, same state. You're good. I mean, that's the way it was back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was no no malfeasance in in, in his mind or or mine about what was going on. It was just, you know, that's the way it was handled. So, uh, (laughs) yes, that's the way it was handled. Um, So, anyways, the the next next step is. Close enough. uh, Same state. Step four. Football specific, football specific <laughs> activities. I think I'm concussed. Yeah. Uh, the players can take part in non-contact drills. What they're all non-contact drills, uh, which includes <laughs> oh, throwing, catching, and running, and other positional, positional activities. Yes. All right. So he could throw the ball, uh, and that's right. good. He could run around, take yeah. a snap. You know, do the things. And then the fifth step is. Full football activity and clearance. The player can resume practicing without limitations. He must be cleared by a team physician and the independent neuro, uh, neurological consultant before the player is permitted to play in a game. So, so thank you, Joe Rudder, uh, for clarifying because I because I, I didn't see these five uh, uh, steps. So baby steps. Yeah, yeah, baby steps. But um, so, how do you think? Mason, do you think Mason could pass all these tests? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
uh, just based on the fact of what he went through. Now, um, he's going to reload very quickly because I, I would believe his youth, you know, and right. the fact I don't think he's got a history of this right. stuff. So I would expect him to come back quicker. But this I do but know then, from then the world of boxing. Week. The bye week. Right. But this this is what I would expect. The thing you want to be careful of is making sure that you pass everything so you don't have a reoccurrence of a of a trigger. Yeah. Remember what happened to Merrill? Yeah. All right. In boxing, his, one of the things, his, he, his heart stopped right. when Merrill And remember, he came Chicago. back a week right. after yeah. or something like that. Oh, no, the, the, the second time weeks the heart so. started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there was, it, was, it was very yeah, little time between yeah. the two concussions. Right. And the point being is the fact that in boxing, this is what happens a lot with boxers. You know, you, you go in, they used to call them uh, meat packers. These are guys that travel uh, by different names, state to state, and compete in professional boxing. Right. And they're professional losers, essentially. And a lot of them, it's, uh, they, they suffer from head trauma, and then they go on to the next one without even being cleared. Right. You know, and so you want to make sure that you are, are well and over this. You don't want it to become a, a reoccurring thing. Right. So uh, he walked off the field with help. He didn't want to be carted out. Uh, right. He apparently wanted to walk off. Well, the cart wasn't moving anyhow. But, but but he decided before the cart was not moving, he wanted to walk off. Why do you think he wanted to walk off? I know that I wanted to walk off Yeah. when I got uh, blindsided against Houston. You know why? I, huh? I, I know why he wants to walk off. You want to go back and play. Because he wants to play. Absolutely. He doesn't, he doesn't want to get, you know, apparently he wanted to walk off. No, And there's, so they let him because uh, there was no spinal cord or neck injuries. And he was smiling. Uh, Listen, when you see the stiffening of the arms, such as he, he you know, occurred to him when he went down, and the stiffening of the legs and everything. Right. You understand that that is a serious knockout. Yeah. Okay. Right. He was he, he was out cold. Absolutely. That well, is my only worry. You know, after I saw him yesterday, I go, he's okay. You know, he's okay. Because I saw him in the weight room afterwards. Right. He wasn't lifting. He was just walking to, to talk to Coach uh, uh, Garrett Guimont, uh, the strength and conditioning coach. I said, are you, are, I said, man, you look good. He said, yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Uh, I told him when I was I saw him in the lunchroom, I came over and I think we better put that boxing career on hold. Right, huh? yeah, yeah. With a little wink, you yeah. know, he was smiling and he yeah. laughed. Yeah. He's cognitive wise, he's he's doing fine and he's recuperating fast. Right. But you want to make sure when you get caught alongside the jaw, all right, that causes a reflexive action in and it hits a tendon and that get repetitive there can make the occurrences more likely right. than not. Yeah. All right. I can't get. I don't know all the the big names and stuff like that, but I the, do know the medical terms. Yeah, the medical terms. But I do know from you know being in the boxing martial arts world for a, a number of years, the fact that you don't want to ha- you know even come close to having repetitive occurrences because they will ha- much more likely happen. Well, that's what that's that's like when you kept hooking me to to hooking left hooks to my right Cause ear because I nose. can't because I couldn't see. And out of my right eye. Because I was laughing because you whiffed on one, and then you cracked me right in the nose, broke my nose. So, yes. So you cauliflowered my E, and I broke your nose. Yeah, there you go. My ear. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's take a break. Uh, uh, Still can't wear earmuffs to this day, huh? No, I can't. I can't smell as well. Yeah, that's right. All right. right. And and, and these these headphones, (laughs) they hurt because of you. All right, we're going to take a break. That's what true friendship is all about. And... uh, uh, 
You know, I miss uh, I miss sparring. I do too. I do miss sparring. But you know, the last time I I I, I started a sparring comeback. Now think about this. I was 51 years old. Right. That was a decade ago. Yeah. And I remember I got in with one of the young guys at my gym. You know, right. we start going. First round, 90 seconds into it, I throw a left jab and my it hits a nerve and my arm drops and right. goes numb. And I'm sitting there going, comeback's over. Yeah. <laughs> seconds in. Well, 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 the last time. The last time I was sparring, I was uh-huh. sparring with Luddy. Oh, that, that and, cracked ribs. And, and Luddy cracked <laughs> he cracked my rib because I was coaching up. You know, he he wanted to learn how I to know. box, so I was coaching him up, and all of a sudden he hooks me to the ribs and he cracks my rib, and I'm going. And Luddy, and Luddy was a massive man, and he was strong. Oh, um, he was yeah, very he, strong. He's about two eighty, right? Two six, two oh, seventy. He was yeah. over three. Yeah, Luddy, at one point, uh, oh, Chopper yeah. was over three. No, but Luddy got Luddy up was, there too because he was competing in the Highland Games. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right, that's right. He was strong, and he and he hooked me to the ribs and he broke my. How stupid rib. you got to be when we're in our fifties and we're doing this stuff? But because we like it, <laughs> up until the point yeah. where I was about to tell you, where you to, break your ribs. Well, yeah, I mean right, you yeah. sneeze and you damage yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll be back with more of your calls. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Twitch. You're in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Yeah, when the lights go out in your... <laughs> yeah. We've both experienced that. That's right. Uh, and so, you know, uh, before we go to the, the phones, uh, you know, I, I want to ask you a question. Ask away, my friend. You know, he walked off. Apparently, he wanted to walk off. So he was smiling. No CPR. That's what scared me yeah, initially. Yeah, yeah, it, was it, Al, it, Al yeah. It scared me. Yeah, right, right. Let's face it. Al knows, yeah. you know, how... I mean, you talk about battlefield conditions. Right, right. I mean, Al is a veteran of that. Yeah. Uh, so that's what bothered me when I saw Al. Yeah. Uh, react. Uh, or or when uh, Juju kind of collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that, uh, that was. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to uh, uh, Cr uh, in Chicago. Cr, welcome to the uh, locker room. Hey, good morning, you two old folks. You still are still in Chicago. How the heck y'all doing this morning? We are doing fabulous. You know what? The sun's shining. Uh, God is good, man. We're all just hanging there all the time. You know, it's just a good day to be alive. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's a it's a better day to wake up in the morning to hear two old folks on the radio acting crazy. Right, right. <laughs> Reliving our, our glory days, yeah, a la Bruce yeah, Springsteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, as far as the, the game is concerned, um, I'm kind of like, like you guys. I um, it's, it's a turn of the century. I say that because, you know, Roethlisberger has been around for, for a couple of days. He's accomplished a lot. And we knew sooner or later that this this, this time frame was going to be, be here, but we never really looked at it because we just kept looking at what he was doing on the field. But eventually, you know, it all passes, and, and it, as they said, it's the next man up. I think Baker has got some real serious uh, uh, game. And uh, I kind of like the, the the duck caller too. I can see now why they uh, brought him back. And uh, again, 
you know, we were against the Ravens, and that was our third string or free uh, free agent. So we did pretty good. So where you guys think he's going with? Uh, uh, you think he's going to be here this weekend? You think he's going to play? Uh, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that Mason plays. Uh, I know that uh, Wolf is uh, he's he, Wolf is. I severely doubt it. Yeah, he and I'm play. hoping I'm wrong. I yeah, mean, that yeah. he's that he's capable. That he would, you know. But uh, you got to do what's best for him. Absolutely, he's got hurdles to clear. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I just think uh, you know the what what I saw yesterday encourages me, and the fact that. Um, CR that he didn't stay in overnight in the hospital. They didn't feel mm-hmm. the need to wake him up. You know, it, when we were concussed, uh, they, you know, we had to wake up every couple hours. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he, that, that wasn't part of the protocol. And so that, that encouraged me. I will tell you this. I ended up in Latrobe general hospital there during training camp one time for a concussion and uh, the nurse kept waking me up almost on the hour, I believe it was. Oh. And I remember telling her, please stop waking me up. I have to practice tomorrow. She said, you're not practicing. I said, oh, yes, I am. Yeah. And uh, I was overruled. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the purpose of, of the wake you, keep waking you up? What, what, what's the meaning behind that? Because uh, they, don't, they don't want you to fall into a coma. I yeah. think it, it, something uh, about yeah, a coma. I, yeah. I, I think that's it. Don't don't. I'm not uh, a doctor, but I think that's he what it is. He does play one on the radio. Yeah, though, I play. From time I, to time. Well, I play an orthopedic surgeon on the radio. Well, in that case, for Wolf, all you got to do is just keep, just keep bringing in something and putting it on the table. He'll wake up automatic. Right. <laughs> all you got to do is wave a Twinkie under my nose, man. Right. Right. It's all, all you got to do is bring him pizza, and he'll smell it, <laughs> and he'll wake up. Boy, did I crush some pizza last night? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Guys, one other thing I want I wanted to bring up, you know, uh, I appreciate that lady that was on the phone yesterday. I just kind of wish we had more females calling in because they bring a different perspective, and especially when they know a little bit about, about football. So it was refreshing to, to hear her on the phone yesterday. Yeah. You know, the Steelers have the highest percentage of female yep. uh, fans in the NFL. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. And they That's are, a great they stat. Are very, yes, they are very knowledgeable. Uh, Ms. Jerry from uh, Johnstown. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She she did did well. Well, thanks for the call, CR. All right. In the meantime, in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Uh, thanks, CR. It's 412-919-1316. Let's go to Sarcastic Sword, Parts Unknown. Hey, Sword, uh, how you been, brother? Pretty good, guys. How you? Well, you sound like you're fine, as always. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, you're talking about cognizant skills. I got a little quiz here for you. Maybe you guys can answer these questions. Number one. Are the Steelers still alive in their divisional race? Yes. Yep. Are the Steelers still in control of their own destiny? Yes. Yep. Do the Steelers have an impact on every team they play this week, the Chargers, as far as what the Chargers will do in, in, in their division? Then now that is a different question. Uh, I, I think the Chargers are well, going to do. Are you the, trying to slide one in here? I, I think the Chargers. No, I'm just I, trying to let you know that whatever they, wh- whoever they play, it's still relevant. Yeah, they're playing. They're, uh, they're still in the mix of things until they're mathematically eliminated from their division. Uh, I think I'll, you know, the re- why not watch them is is what I'm getting at. Right. I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know the defense. Uh, 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 the defense is taking steps each week. This last week, especially the defensive backs. I, I've I've seen a couple past defenses 
that I haven't seen in years. There was games last year where there wasn't one pass defense in the course right. of the game. We've seen two or three picture-perfect textbook defenses. Uh, they're coming along. And 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 what uh, what I'm trying to get at is the Steelers are getting better by the games they're playing. If you picked them up right now and took them back to the beginning, the outcomes of those games, not the Patriot game maybe, but some of these games may have been different. But it took those losses and those games to get to where they're at right now. You hope, like Wolfley said there, Greg, that you don't run out of games before you get as good as you can get. Uh, I guess that's the key, but they're in a division that might allow them to do that. So, I mean, I'm not crazy. I'm not, uh, uh, you know, blind. I'm seeing what I'm seeing, and and there's some great drama going on, and the storylines with Hodges is is amazing, especially if he he does play. I mean, I'm hoping for Rudolph to come back, but I don't think there's time in a week, guys, to do the five steps you're talking about and be ready to practice fully on Friday. Don't right. think there's enough time to get game ready. And if something would happen to him, God forbid, if he did play, uh, the world would come down on the league liability-wise for putting him in there so soon. So I think it's going to be at least two weeks before he's back on the field. And in the meantime, uh, in between time, I guess, to quote CR, uh, this story with, with the doc is, is this guy from nowhere a week or two ago, no one even knew who he was right. in the league. Now he's going to be on center stage on a, on an evening game, and the whole world will see a guy. And, and who knows? This is how stars are born. I mean, this this is what the drama and the story. It's just great to watch. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I I enjoy watching all of this unfolding in front of me, despite the other stations that you know it's over. They yeah. think it's time yeah. to go to hockey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know. Um... It's interesting. Uh, this is going to be an interesting situation for Devlin Hodges. Uh, on uh, the, the 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 question that I have is the fact that it's going to be Sunday night football. Uh, is that going to have an impact on him uh, no. as he prepares? You don't think so? You see, how could he be dropped into a situation any more? critical than last week and how did he react to that he's going to have a whole week to prepare with these guys uh that guy even in 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 the preseason i couldn't get over how he moves how well his footing is how he eludes people he keeps his eyes downfield and he's got a heck of an arm and a beautiful pass he he has no uh nervousness whatsoever what could get more nervous than dropped in the middle of a game uh, with the Ravens in a critical situation and play like he did. I mean, uh, you there's truth in that, but there's also can... truth in a, a weak run up staring at the, you know, yeah. the start. Yeah. Now, I, I, I agree with you, Sword, and I, and I love the way the kid responded. When you talk to him, uh, he's one of these guys very calm about things, and he's, he's, he's got a little bit of fire and everything else um, to him. Uh, but the fact is, there is a difference between starting and getting thrown into the fire. Yeah, you know, and I, I expect him if he gets the start this weekend, I expect him to do well. Where I think it's really problematic is now they've got a chance to take a look at him with the second half, the defensive coordinators, and they can start to you know try to peel back the onion layers on 
Devlin Hodges and see what they can come up with. You to know, confuse them. Uh, as as Wolf points out, uh, Sword, um, it's it's a lot easier to come off the bench and and play as a backup uh, because. Um, you, you don't have but time to think. But it was a think. tough circumstance yeah, that yeah, he yeah, came yeah. in, no doubt. But, but but you don't you don't have time to think about it. Uh, you just react. Now, the well, way- I think if you're winning the game and you're coming in and handing off, that's one thing. But I think in critical downs in that game, the guy showed an enormous amount of poise and his skill. He did. I think can outweigh the nervousness once he completes a pass and knows he can throw a ball, which he does from his history. I don't think he's afraid of anything, and that's good and bad, I guess, to a point. But he has a heck of an arm. I love the way the guy plants and throws downfield. Uh, just a beautiful passer, and I, I'm, I'm looking for if they can catch the guys at the other end. Uh, it might be a very interesting game. Certainly worth tuning in, right? Yeah, it, it, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to hockey quite yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, to me, hockey doesn't start until the uh, uh, Super Bowl is over. Agreed. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Sword. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, Sword. Um, so, you think that they're going to treat uh, Mason Rudolph with with kid gloves? What do you mean? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Look, he's young. He's, uh, you know, he. Here's the whole thing. He's not even been cleared to start the light conditioning that we know of. Yeah, yet. we'll find out today. Mike right. Tomlin's going to talk about it in the uh, press conference. But then you've got the whole aspect of having to practice, and he's not Ben Roethlisberger. This is not a Hall of Famer right. that you know. Okay, if as long as he's good to go on Friday, he's good to go. Right. This is not that scenario. Yeah. So it's going to be one of these. It's going to be a difficult thing, you know. And and Duck Hodges has got to get himself ready. And I'm going to be interested to see what they do as far as you've got to bring Paxton Lynch up. Yeah, you got to have somebody. You, you, you got to activate yeah. him. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know. He broke Steve McNair's record uh, in passing this yards. This guy, this guy yeah. is his fourteen thousand five hundred eighty-four yards. He completed seventy percent of yeah. his passes at at Sanford. Right. You know, what I mean, not- yeah, and and he he seventy more than seventy percent of his passes on Sunday, seven for nine, uh, for sixty-eight yards. Absolutely. So. Like- you got to root for the story. I, I mean, this I, is what I'm, Stan, I'm, you know, yeah, always Stan talks always about. Yeah, Stan always root for the story. I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for it. Yep. All right, uh, we're going to uh, uh, take a break, and we'll be back with more of your calls, 412-919-1316. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. So we're back. If you missed the first hour, we started talking about uh, before you start burying the Steelers, look around the conference. And uh, you only got the Pats and Bu- Pats at five and zero, oh, Buffalo at four and one, Chiefs at four and one. Everybody else is either three and two, two and three, one and four, or zero oh and five. And uh, you know the AFC this year, 
is a very mediocre conference, and I think it's wide open. And I don't think I, – I think, you know – and and I'm not making excuses for the Steelers, but you could say they were they they could have been four and one, uh, you know, two big fumbles, uh, San Francisco and and Baltimore, and those are one those are wins, uh, and uh, absolutely yeah and and so, but again, it is what it is. Yeah, right. As Mike right. Tom likes to say yeah. your record tells you who right. you are. Yeah, and you got to start from that point. But look again, one of the things that people tend to go is. All right, other teams overcome, you know, losing a quarterback. Well, not every team overcomes losing a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right, right. You know, and some do. And maybe we do. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. It is yet to be written. Yeah, and uh, uh, the, the and we also started talking about Mason Rudolph's uh, uh, concussion protocol and uh, what that means. And, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to see. Or is, is it going to be Dev, – uh, Devlin Hodges, or is it going to be uh, Mason Rudolph? Wolf thinks it's going to be Devlin Hodges because they're not going to let Mason out of it so quick. Uh, you know, that's probably true. Uh, it's that old be safe, rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and so uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, 412-919-1316. Let's go to... Karen in Long Beach. Uh, Karen, welcome to the locker room. Oh, I miss you guys. <laughs> well, hello, Karen. Really How are you? I miss you guys. Uh, I thought about you every single day. I couldn't wait till September. Well, so listen, you. I just got to tell you one thing. Listen up, guys. Okay. Uh, the reason Mason got up, it's called testosterone overload, something us women would never understand. Okay? <laughs> I would have stayed down. Yeah. Uh, w- I would have stayed down. It's a man thing, okay? This is coming from a woman. Yeah. Now, the next thing I want to tell you guys, I don't get it with these callers, okay? We are the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're tough. We're spunky. We're courageous. We're good. Our defense is even coming together this year. Right. You know, we've had some bad luck. We faltered a little. As soon as we get our groove back, everybody's going to be afraid of us again, okay? Mark my words. Now, I have something for Wolf. Uh-huh. Now, Wolf. Yes, ma'am. Week, Okay, you guys were saying, you know, Tunch that he had two concussions, and, uh, you know, you said you had one. Well, they were playing Elvis Presley last week, and I think he's the greatest singer of all time. You confused him with John Belushi. <laughs> look. No, look. no, Karen, Karen, <laughs> Karen. Listen, listen, I'm not done. Okay, look, go ahead. I love you. But anybody who could confuse Belushi with Presley might have had more than one concussion. <laughs> All right, you caught me. Okay, I confess, I no, have more than one. No, Karen, we yeah. were we we were talking about uh, on Saturday Night Live uh, when Belushi and Aykroyd were Elvi. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Belushi was Fat Elvis, <laughs> and and uh, Aykroyd was Skinny Elvis, and right. we we were uh, we were we were going back and forth. Yeah, but we were, I must confess, Miss Karen, you, you you know I. I, okay, okay, I might, I might understood. add more than one. Yeah, yeah. I stand, I stand corrected, Wolf. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I still love you. But you Have made me confess. Day, I had to confess. All right, thanks, Karen. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was Elvi. Uh, the Elvi. Remember that? I remember yep. that Saturday Night Live episode. Um, and uh, uh, it was it was great. And. Uh, uh, all right, let's go to uh, Eric in uh, Virginia. Uh, Eric, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. good, buddy. How about you? I'm doing pretty good this morning. 
What can so, we do uh, for got, you? What do you got? I got a uh, I've got an article that I read on Twitter uh, yesterday. It had uh, four points on what the Steelers should do going forward to start winning games. And I just kind of wanted to read off each point and then uh, hear what you guys have to say. All right, All right. point Go number one. Away. All right, so the first point on the article was that uh, so that they think that they should just bench Mason Rudolph straight off, not just for this week, but like for the rest of the year and start Hodges. And uh, I don't really agree with that. I think that for this, this coming week, that's a great idea. If Mason can't go, you know, go ahead and, and, and let him get right and let uh, Hodges do his thing. But I don't think that that's the right thing to do for the rest of the year. I think you got to go with your best guy. Yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of times people speak without knowing. And uh, uh, I, I think you're right. Uh, Eric, I, I, you know, if, if, um, listen, if Mason's able to play this week, I think he plays now, if, uh, Devlin, uh, you know, we always say this, that it's a lot easier to come off the bench and play well than to be the starter and play well. It's, it's, it's more of a mental issue. Uh, we saw how Mason played. Uh, against the Seattle Seahawks in the second half. He he just came out and lit it up. But then next week against San Francisco, he struggled a little bit. And then he, you know, uh, he finally started playing well in the second half. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not going to bench Mason uh, just to, based on what I saw Devlin Hodges in preseason and last week. The thing I would say is, is this article written – as far as saying tank, are you going to, trying to tank the season right. and then get some people? And I, I cannot understand this. They say you can go weather the storm, tank during the season, and then get a higher draft choice. Please, the object of the game is to win games. Right. All right. That's hello. The point. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Right. So the object is to win right. the game. There you go. To quote Hermed. All right. That's point Hermed one. Words. Yeah. What do you say? So, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree that you should try and win games. You're definitely trying to win games here on out, no matter what. Uh, point number two was that uh, the article said that you should fire Andy Feekner and go out and get Jay Gruden, who was just uh, let go from the uh, Washington Redskins, which I, I don't really agree with that either because I feel like when you have young quarterbacks like Mason and uh, Hodges that you need to go with continuity and your game plan and continue to have that continuity and make sure that you, you you're not trying to make everybody learn something new right in the middle of the season. That's not the way to go. So Randy Feener is a good coach, and and and, and these guys that are uh, trying to get uh, rid of Randy Feener, they don't know what they're talking about. They just don't know. Uh, they think they know, but they just don't know. Let me just ask you. Think about uh, Jay Gruden. Number yeah. one, why is he available? Because yeah. he got fired. Yeah. Number two, what about that Washington offense? Do you remember over the last several right. years? Yeah. Have they been setting records? I don't think no, so. No, they, 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 you know, I, 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 so, I don't agree with that. I right, don't so agree with that. Caput with number two. So yeah. what's number three? Number three was uh, somebody. They said to Mark. Uh, sorry, excuse me. They said to bench Mark Barron because as soon as he came out of the game with his injury, that the defense immediately played better. And I 100% disagree with that point because I feel like Mark Barron has a, a specific place in this defense when it comes to what he was brought in to do, and that was to play that you know that horizontal sideline to sideline game and 
and cover. And, you know, Vince Williams and Tyler Matakevich did a great job playing, you know, the run, but then you got Mark Barron and Devin Bush who were brought in to play that, that horizontal game. And I uh, 100% disagree with benching Mark Barron for the rest of the season. You know, and and I and I believe you know Vince played great uh, Sunday, and I think the the rotation of the three linebackers is is a good thing. Uh, you know, uh, and then when I, I loved when they uh, when uh, uh, Baltimore went to two tights and a fullback, we played three linebackers. We played that three three three, uh, three defensive linemen, two outside backers, three stack linebackers, and it was uh, Mark Barron, Vince. Devin Bush, and then when Mark got hurt, it was Tyler Medikevich, and uh, I, I, you know, that worked great. They they couldn't run the ball uh, when when they went to that look. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the same guy that said Vince Williams should be benched yeah. early on in favor of Mark Barron yeah. and and Devin Bush because of the fact you know that a lot of people say Vince is old school, which is by the way our nickname for him. Yeah. But that he's not uh, of the the new hybrid type linebackers. Hey, Vince is still a valuable tool, as we just saw. There's no, it's not coincidental that Mark Ingram rushed for 2.3 yards per per carry, right? Uh, and Vince Williams was in the lineup, right? All right, there, there's a reason. Okay, number four. All right, and then the fourth point was that they should just outright cut Dante Moncrief and then go out and get somebody like Dez or another veteran wide receiver, which I also don't agree with. I I feel like they need to stick with Dante Moncrief. They need to get him back into the game, and they need to try and get his confidence back up because, yes, he had you know a terrible start, but like he was injured, and I feel like you just have to get him back in, and you got to get him going, and once he gets going, he's just really going to you know, he's gonna make things better for the team. Yeah, I, 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 you know, everyone that I talked to down in Jacksonville with their coaches, they love Dante Moncrief, and he's not, uh, he's not done. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, change for sake of change is no change at all. That's what Chuck Noll used to say. And uh, uh, I don't believe you. I, I, I believe you let this play out. I let this play out. Don't make any. And that's what I love about the uh, Steelers organization and the Steelers history they don't make knee-jerk reactions they don't have knee-jerk reactions they they think it through and they allow the thing to play out all right thanks Eric all right guys thank you very much appreciate it all right that was an interesting article well, it was. Uh, look you know Dante the whole thing about it is these guys are people right you know and everyone's Got stuff that goes on, and sometimes you find yourself in a bit of a rut, right? That sort of thing. You deserve a chance. He deserves a chance, yeah. Due to his history of working his way out, you didn't give him that much money to bring him in without really looking this guy over and right. delving into, yeah, uh, everything from what kind of a uh, uh, guy is he in the classroom to what kind of guy he is on the practice field, what to kind off of the field to game in the stadiums, teammate. Absolutely. So. All these things were boxes checked off prior to investing in him, and you invested some good money in him. So I think it's uh, a it is a given that you got to provide for him an opportunity to fight his way out of this. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I just think that uh, uh, you know when a lot of these articles and a lot of this commentary is knee jerk reaction. And uh, we don't need re- knee-jerk reaction right now. 
uh, we don't need it because you look at the division, you look at the conference, right? And you know, uh, when you get if you if you get to eight losses, okay, then you start thinking of okay, maybe it's over, uh, or nine losses. Uh, I'll tell you about my last knee jerk reaction. What I was in actually in Minnesota my last year, and you know, getting a physical. You know how you sit on the edge of the table and they bring out that rubber hammer and they whack you in the knee? Yeah. You know, your reflexes. So I'm sitting there and the doc whacks me in the knee and uh, nothing moves. I don't I don't twitch. I don't blink. I yeah. don't nothing. So he gets out a bigger hammer, which uh, was surprising. I didn't know they had bigger rubber hammers. Yeah. Right? And he comes up and he whacks me in the knee again. Again, no reaction whatsoever. And I look at him. He looks at me and we kind of wide-eyed. And I go, that can't be good, huh? <laughs> So no knee jerk reaction. No knee jerk. Had no reflexes jerk. left by the time I went out. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go to Calvin in Portland. I'm sorry. Calvin. I was amused by my own story. Well, no, that was a good story. I, 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 I you know, I, I just didn't think it was as funny as you thought it was. <laughs> all right. Let's go to uh, Calvin in Portland. Calvin, welcome to the locker room. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate uh, listening to your show and. You know, I remember uh, growing up in the 70s in Northeast Ohio, and it was always either the, a Steelers fan or a Browns fan, and uh, it was a great time, and your, sh- your show really kind of uh, brings back uh, a lot of good childhood memories, so I oh. appreciate it. Well, good. thanks. Thanks um, for the encouragement. Thanks, brother. And so I'm a, I'm a pediatrician now uh, in Oregon, so I wanted to give uh, uh, you guys maybe a little bit more uh you know, Punch is, is playing doctor on radio. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we deal a lot of uh, with concussions in pediatric kids, and we base our protocols a lot on, on what uh, they do in the NFL. So it's not exactly the same, uh, but, uh, but fairly similar. Uh, and uh, even though it looked uh, horrific uh, on that first hit, um, I think the fact that we were, he was in there uh, in the in the locker room the next day uh, means that uh, he probably doesn't have any symptoms that you're looking for, you know, whether it be headaches or, or vomiting. Uh, and I think one caller asked, you know, why, um, you know, you want to, to wake him up uh, every hour or two. And right. really you only get really concerned about that is if you know, you're worried about there's a bleed in the brain, uh, that there's increased pressure in the head. So, Obviously, he looked good uh, from that standpoint. So, so he's already in that first part of the protocol where he's not having any symptoms. And you just have to rely on, on how he progresses through the test. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's that five-step protocol. And as long as he progresses through all the tests, uh, you know, and he doesn't have any reoccurrence of symptoms, clear. Um, you know, I think the only thing is, and time for him to practice uh, to get game ready, uh, but uh, I don't think it has any impact on uh, outside of from a public relations standpoint. If if you put him out the next week, from a medical standpoint, uh, I don't think that has any bearing on on whether he plays, um, uh, you know, is ready to play. So, uh, um, Calvin, let me ask you a question. Uh, is is it you know? Because I asked him, I said, "Did you get nauseous?" And he said he didn't. Uh, when I saw him yesterday, yeah. that's a good sign, right? Mm-hmm. No, I think the fact that they let him into the locker room uh, and to be around other people suggests to me that he probably doesn't have any symptoms right then. Uh, and 
you know, it's going to be, you know, when, you know, he starts exercising, doing like cardio work, whether right. he has any more of those symptoms and whether he can pass those impact tests, you know, and those are going to be a lot more subtle. Uh, but I think it's super reassuring, you know, to me, the fact that he was around other people interacting, uh, he probably wasn't having a whole lot of those the day after. Yeah. Yeah. And probably watch the film. Could be. Yeah. 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 yeah I wonder. Does that affect well, you at all? Watching I'm practice. What do you say? I was going to say, does watching film affect you in the dark? Then I realized, wait a minute, they don't watch in the dark. They, they got the it's videotape. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, uh, I just I just showed my uh, concussion nation. I got to go see some patients, uh, but uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to to say how much I appreciate you guys, and uh, and it just kind of really worries me when uh, punches the doctor. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doc. Appreciate uh, you, brother. Uh, well, 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 wait a second. Wolf is doctor once in a while, too, Calvin. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Thanks I don't so know. much. Something uh, about your uh, uh, the, your expertise uh, in the medical field uh, scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for correcting us, Calvin. Appreciate you, Doc. All right, all right. All right let's uh, uh, let's take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. This is an in the locker room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. So we're back. Hand me down my hat. This is a great song. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So anyways, uh, one of the things that uh, we've been talking about is one of the, the, the goals that the Steelers defense has attained is the takeaway. Uh, you know, they've got 12 takeaways on the year, uh, six picks, six fumble recoveries, and uh, they're plus five, and they're fifth in the NFL in turnover ratio. And, you know, th- this is one of those times, rare times, when the plus minus right. isn't uh, quite in line with your one loss. Well, I know, you know, and uh, 13 sacks in the last two games. It's unbelievable. That's right. Uh, the defense has been coming on. I, I love what I see. You know, when, when Butsy went to put, put in T.J. Watt right. behind the line of scrim stacked, right. yeah. I mean, that was that was great stuff. Yeah. You know, I I think that they're coming along defensively speaking. We saw Cam Sutton make a huge play in Marquise Brown in the end zone on that in cut, yeah. knocking the ball down. Uh, we're seeing more PBUs than we've seen in quite some time, yeah. along with interceptions and 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 turnovers. So, they're takeaways. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, it's the way they've been playing. And the way that they have excelled, and their their defense is getting better and better every week. And think about uh, what's going on inside. Yeah, I mean, between Cam Hayward and uh, Stephon Tuitt, they are act they're 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 wrecking lines. Right. I mean, they're really wrecking lines. And right. then you come in with Javon Hargrave, he gets in there. Uh, you get uh, Tyson Alualu, who 
as a as, as a fullback, he's got a fine future as a three technique right. defensive tackle. Um, but you know, Tyson Tyson comes out. What a great sack he had the other day. Yeah. You know, what I mean, this guy can play ball, and so you keep rolling those guys, and they wreck offensive lines. Yeah, uh, and and they're playing really well. Danny uh, Danny McCullers gets in there and r- rips it up too. Yeah, Vince Vince is playing well. Uh, I love the way that he attacks the line of scrimmage. I love the way he uh, he he rushes the passer uh, as a uh, from off. He does a great job, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back. No question about heel. it. Yeah, there is a reason that Mark Ingram only rushed for 2.3 right. yards a carry. Yeah. I mean, this guy who came in 6.0, the Re- the Ratbirds offense was averaging 482 yards coming into the game. And they shut him down pretty dead gum good. Yeah, and a great uh, uh, pick by Mike Hilton. Uh, How about that? Yeah, that you know he 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 split the underneath Willie Sneed and uh, Seth something Seth, rather. Uh, Seth Roberts. Yeah, the, that's a uh, uh, The deeper, you know, they he he they were playing cover three four under, and uh, two routes, uh, a shallow route and then an intermediate route, and he loosened up. To make the play, and then how about Devin Bush's pick? That oh, was a nice, sensational. Pick. So, yeah, you know what I loved about that again, and I and I go through this is the fact that two plays before that he jumps off sides, right? Making taking a fourth and six to a fourth and one, right? Yeah. So what's Cam Hayward do? Pops him in the chest. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's good. That's good leadership. Hey, hey, dummy, you gotta, you can't do that. You know what I mean? And the young man doesn't get all, you know, sulked about it, doesn't uh, whine, doesn't, you know, he he just zips it. He goes about his business two plays later, comes back. And this, he didn't he didn't fake it or seek comfort, as Mike Tomlin liked to say, or fake an injury or something like we've seen in years past. You know, back years, people will do that. You know what I mean? What's he do? He comes back and makes an incredible athletic play stripping the ball out of the hands of Nick Boyle, I believe it was, as they were rolling over, taking yeah. the ball. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. But that, to me, says something so special about this young guy. He's going to make some mistakes, but boy, oh boy, the, the upside is really big. I don't write, I don't like that rule. Uh, if you Which one? Uh, to be, be in the neutral zone. If you're in the neutral zone and you bounce back before the ball snap, right. it shouldn't be offsides. Uh, it wasn't that when we played, uh, you know. A guy could run offsides, run behind the quarterback, and as long as he got back, yeah. you know, to his side of the line of scrimmage before the ball was snapped, you're good. Yeah. Um, and, and the offensive line, you can't hold your water. Come on. Right, yeah. You can do that. All right, it's 412-919-1316. Let's go to Ed in Cleveland. Ed, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Good, good. buddy. Hey, uh, just a couple quick things. You know, I, I like to try to be a realist when I when I watch football, and and so I got to thinking to myself. I said, "Are we are we a bad team, or just we have have we had a lot of bad luck?" And I think it's the latter of the two. And uh, so I went back and I, I looked at a few games that I recorded, and that first game in Seattle. I don't know if you remember when Mason threw that first touchdown to uh, to the Vanimal. We went for a two point play in that in, in that game. And after that two-point play, we missed it. But if, 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 you, if you go back and look at that play, you'll see uh, McDonald comes wide open in that two-point play, but, but Mason missed him. Anyway, we wound up losing by, what was it, two points in that game? Had we hit that, 
at the end of that game, uh, they're not going for it on fourth and one. They're kicking a field goal to try to win the game. And then there's two minutes left on the clock. Maybe we can come back. Anyways, all that being said, same thing with Connors on that fumble against uh, the Niners and then Juju last week. Just so, so I just believe it's a lot of bad luck. And then I think luck is the thing that, that – like referees miss a call and it, and it weighs out later and you get that call, like sort of like that uh, interception that uh, uh, 55 had last week. I kind of think that hit the ground. I don't know. Maybe you guys didn't. I did. I thought it, I didn't think it was really a pick. I thought it, it's okay it to hit the ground as long as you have yeah. your hand underneath and secure the ball. The ball doesn't move. Yeah. Well, I think it moved though is what I'm saying. In my, in my opinion, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm just glad I got the call, but I'm just saying those are the, I got you brother. I, but I I, yeah. I I called it before it happened in the sense of I, be, I believe that the NFL has gone to being a little bit more um, lenient as far as those situations as long as the ball doesn't move. You think it moved? I didn't think it moved. It doesn't matter. We got it. But you're right. Yeah. I got you. Right. That's right. the first time. That's the first time I saw us get three uh, uh, challenges in our favor. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the first right. time. Right. Yeah. Right. I watch every game, and I'm the same way. Another thing, another thing I, I, I thought about, and it really, I was even really a little madder this morning is, is what, when we lost is what happened to the Browns yesterday. You know, these, these guys in Cleveland, I, I hear, I don't know if you know Nathan Zagura, he does Browns radio or something, and he was telling me, he was talking on the radio, oh, the Browns or the Niners haven't played anywhere. We're going to beat them. It's going to be like 45 to nothing or whatever, you know. And, you know, the Steelers did play them. And the Steelers played it tough, too, you know. And I'm talking about the Niners, that is. Right. You know, and this, this Browns team isn't as good as you think it is. They might only win six games, you know. I, I can't see this this kid in the pocket. looks He looks real small yesterday from what I've seen. And I think we got a chance, though. I still were one, only one game behind them, and, you know. And then I want to get on to this uh, Mason thing, too, real quick, about, you know, Two weeks ago, Josh Allen for the Bills, he had a concussion and he came back last week. He was, he well, was, that, he that's was right. That's right. You know, he, he got that concussion and he played, you know. So, one thing I, I do believe Mason's a better quarterback than, uh, than Hodges. But the thing about it is, do you think Mason wants to give Hodges that opportunity to play to show that maybe he isn't? That, that you know, that's in a young guy's mind. You know, these kids, twenty two, twenty three years old, they, they they think different than we do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, really I can bad. only tell you, I didn't want anybody having an opportunity to sit in my spot. Right. You know what I mean? That, it's that's called, what I'm talking. Yeah. About. That, that's that's why he fought me when I said, "Get a go, 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 sit down." You're, you're oh, when I had the hit pointer. Your, your pointer. That hit pointer was so freaking painful. Yeah. It was All just, right. you know. All right, guys, this one, only one other thing is I do love that you guys never hang up on anybody. You just let them talk till they're done. That's awesome, and I and I continue to listen. And love you guys' show. Have a good one. Appreciate Thanks, it, brother. Thanks, Ed. All right, four one two nine one nine one three one six. Hang up on you. What? What? I'd hang up on yeah, you. Uh, uh, you well, you've hung up on me. I don't think I've hung up on <laughs> yes, you. Yeah. When? Remember when you were. Um, uh, when you, when you, who, you were Dick, uh, what's oh, his Dick name? Steinberg <laughs> when I was, yeah, when I, when, when I, you, I when I called me, up yeah. as Dick Steinberg and I go, Wolf, I want to say, want to sign you yeah. to a contract. Oh my heavens. All right. Let's go to Jay, uh, Jay Pittsburgh in Harrisburg. Jay, uh, welcome to the locker room. Your cultivated fan is here. <laughs> I've been to the mountaintop. I'm down in the valley. It's absolutely freezing up there. 
good to be back. <laughs> I like that. Good words for you and Steeler Nation. What's that? Now keep in mind, just so some of your fans know, I'm the guy that called the Super Bowl in 2005. Oh. I'm the guy that was there and Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year that saw us in the Patriots' 22-game win streak. And from that, we're winning but we're going to lose the Patriots at home in the AFC championship game, but we're going to win the Super Bowl the next year. That being all said, Justin, yesterday, Sunday's game was eerily similar to Ben's situation. Remember when he went down or uh, uh, Tommy Maddox went down right. and Ben against the Ravens? And Absolutely. the following week, he was on the road. Yeah, Miami. Miami in a, in a uh, hurricane. This, 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 this kid... That, that, that stepped in for Mason Rudolph. I'm telling you, I saw him. I know that it's it's uh, preseason and this that, but I tell you, this we're, you're going to see something. Well, I feel. Like I told you, I, I was at the mountaintop. This kid's special. <laughs> I see it. I feel it. I'm telling you, still a nation. I think we got Brady Jr. in this kid. All right, we'll hold you to it. Now make sure you call next week. Yeah, if that's he plays right. And, or... ta- and take your comeuppance. <laughs> No, listen, I'm Just hoping. Remember. Hey, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm hoping you, you know, it's a story. You root for the story. That's what Stan Saverin always says. But the fact is, I'm right now, we'll you. see. Okay. Hey, I'm a fan of that one. Okay. I was at the mountaintop. My pinky finger got frostbite. I did it for Steeler Nation. You're welcome. All right. I also, I ate lunch with Hank Jr., and he fell off the mountain, he told me. That's right. That's He was rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. All right. It's uh, 412-919-1316. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you think, uh, you know, he's excited about uh, Devlin possibly having the opportunity to, to get the starting assignment this week. Um, uh-huh. You know, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see it happen. But at the same time, it's just, uh, you know, um. You know, Mason was making progress. I hope he's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I hope that maybe Mason is not too concussed to play uh, because I see I see Mason um, developing, you know. Uh, but let's take a break, uh, and then we're going to close out the show uh, with uh, more of your calls. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and uh, coming up later is the Mike Tomlin press conference, and you are in the locker room. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. You know, I'll let it roll, man. When I, whenever we listen to Buffett, I think about Dunny down in the oh, Keys. Gary too. Dunn, our former teammate, he's got a bed and breakfast in Isla Mirada called the Ocean View. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're in Isla Mirada... Uh, go visit them. It's uh, uh, tell, how does anybody get anything done in the Keys? Yeah, no, it, it's wow. You know what? That was a nice time. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Remember we went out in the Lincoln Bay? Right, right. At like midnight. Yeah, to, to fish hens for hens and chickens. Uh, yeah, hens and chickens. Uh, uh, that that's a place uh, where there's barracuda, and uh, Wolf had caught a fish all week. 
So I, I hook it to I a, was unlucky. You hooked it. I, I hooked a 60-pound barracuda, and I gave it to Wolf. He and, gave it to me, and I got to fight and, it. And he was going, yeah. Oh, I had a good time. That, that was, was fun. That was a that nice was friend. Fun. That was yeah, a good well, buddy thing he did. Yeah, I, I, you know? I, I, that was fun. I, I didn't want you to go home shut I didn't, out. You know, I never did do well fishing. Yeah. You know, like when we went, you know, down, uh, where was it? Down to, uh, uh, down, down to North the Carolina. Hatteras. Yeah, you yeah. know, we went out there, and you had the big old tuna. 208-pound tuna. I, mean, black, uh, I get a 25-pound tuna. How's that? Yeah. I mean, it's like a baby tuna. Yeah. You know but I mean? I, you I know, know. I just, it's I just, luck. Not bad luck. It's luck. Not bad luck. It's luck. It's luck. Um, anyways, uh, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Touch here in the locker room. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Dave uh, in Florida. Dave, uh, welcome to the locker room, brother. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, love your show. I uh, think you guys do a great job. I love hearing your inside stories. You guys make me laugh. He's a, like comedians, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, life is funny, period. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love hearing these guys' inside stories when these guys play. Um, but I want to pose a hypothetical question to you. Uh, say this guy, uh, Devlin Hodges, comes in. Pulls off 10 wins. We finish 10 and 5. Go to the championship game. Lose the championship game. Ne- next year is Big Ben, our quarterback. Uh, I will plead the Colbert rule right here. You don't, make a, move, you don't make a move unless you have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, um, I, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it, it, and it, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a fabulous it's a, fantasy. Yeah, yeah you know, you when know. you deal with hard reality, one of the things you got to look at is the fact we've not seen Devlin operate right. in real time, real season stuff with anything but vanilla defenses facing him in the preseason. But now he got a half last week. Okay, he did well. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that you could have similar results. But again. We got to wait and see until all this plays out, right? You know, but yeah, you root for the story. I root for the kid. Right. That's why I pose that as a hypothetical question. But on a on a serious question, I want to. Ask I'm going to answer like Mike. What's I don't do hypotheticals. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good answer. Um, on a serious question, what's the protocol when a player gets hurt, like um, like Rudolph did, and he's down? And that caught stalls out. I thought he should have been caught it off. I mean, the way he was walking off, you know, I thought, uh, I don't know what the protocol is there. How do, how do they determine that? Well, they, they normally immobilize him, but he wanted to get up. And because they found out, there, they saw that there were no spinal uh, cord injuries, no neck injuries, uh, they let him. Uh, you know, they, uh, one of the things that they, you, you saw what they did is they unscrewed his, uh, face mask. Um, and a lot of times they do that with spinal cord. No, most times, every time they do that with spinal cord injuries. Uh, but, um, and when he said he was okay and he wanted to get up, they let him, uh, and being the cart that was down, uh, yeah, I don't understand that. the uh, The NFL is still investigating that, but they say it was it was operator error. But somebody had enough operator knowledge to bring drive the cart out on the field. I don't. Did the guy walk off? Yeah. I don't know. So that's something that uh, remains to be seen. 
Yeah, that was weird. Well, guys, thanks again for taking my call. I love your show. All right, thanks, Thank Dave. Thank you, brother. Appreciate uh, you. All right. Uh, 412-919-1316. Let's go to Jasper in Georgia. Jasper, welcome to the locker room. Thank you. Thank you. How are y'all doing today? We're fabulous. We are doing Marv Alice. That is good. Hey, uh, let me tell you one thing. I often listen to you guys, and the problem is every time I hear Wolf speak, I get hungry. <laughs> he's always talking about food. It's been a problem. And I know he likes yeah. good food. Yes. And I would love to, if you were ever in my neck of the woods, I would love to make you some barbecue. But Whoa. Wow. You're speaking but the hey, language of love when you're talking barbecue, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Put it this way, if you, if you're ever going to be in this area for any length of time, or in Georgia in general, you say something on the show, there's a good chance I'll hear it. But anyway, uh, food aside, I had a couple of things that I thought of. Um, we hear, I hear and see so many, like you said, knee-jerk reactions. Fire Tomlin or our coaching staff sucks. Well, I just had a thought come to me what's that oh uh, what is this year gonna do for Tomlin's coaching I respect it highly but okay my boy I have a 10 year old son and he wants to play football he wants to be a receiver he's great at catching the ball but I don't throw him the ball so he can catch it easy I pick on his weaknesses when I'm pl- playing catch with him because he wants to be great so I'm going to throw the ball where he has a hard time catching it. Right. Well, for years, Tomlin has had Ben, Bell, A.B., and a lot of great talent there. But now his team is playing well without Bell, without A.B., without Ben. And we're seeing stuff. I think a testament to his greatness, but I also think will he not be even better once he has been back, once his receivers develop further? Yeah. I maybe I'm no. I mean adversity strengthens. Right. Yeah, uh it, you know, adversity reveals character. Uh and I think that's what Mike's got. And I and I'm Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, I I, I you know, Jesper, I always say this. Let it play out. Let it play out. Uh, because it it may surprise everybody. Hey, absolutely. Um, and there's two other notes that I wanted to touch on briefly. Our defense and our kicker. The Wizard of Boz is back. Yeah. That yeah. is and exciting news. In our work, in our league here, our fantasy league here at work, early on, I believed in our defense and our kicker. He hadn't shown it yet, but I believed he would be back. So I drafted both. Let me tell you, they rack me up at least <laughs> 20 points a week between the two of them. And for a defense and a kicker, you know, so there's so many positives, but we're focused on so many people are focused on the negatives. Our team is playing. Great teams, close. No question about it. Look, they've got to get over the schneid, though. It's no, get over there's the no, no moral victories. Yeah. There's no crying in football. 
And, you know, they've got to still be able to pull it off and, and get back in the hunt for this uh, division thing, man. So, you know, I, that, we're going to watch it unfold. There's time. There's time. You're still in it. You still have that opportunity, and it can be done. Absolutely. And, and Wolf, there's, I, there's a little uh, distillery near us makes rum, and I know you guys don't drink anymore. But they have a product they call Almost Rum. <laughs> well, it's not fermented. It's their cane syrup that is obviously boiled down. Uh-huh. But then they age it in a rum barrel. Uh-huh. And I can make a barbecue sauce using that that wow. will cause you to really mess up on your way in Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, brother. All right. We're going to have to get together sometime. I appreciate the offer. Thanks, Jasper. Thank you. Thank you all for always brightening my work day. Oh, God. oh it's our uh, pleasure, man, and uh, it's our honor. All right, brother. Thank you, brother. Thanks for the call. Yeah, be you'd be blessed. blessed, too. All right, let's go to Lincoln in Seattle. Lincoln, uh, <laughs> welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, brothers. How you doing? Good, good buddy. Man. How about How you? you? Oh, doing good. Um I know, like, the first part of the show, you were talking about concussions, and I can't help to think my heart goes out to um, Mike Webster and Jason Service. I forget his last name, the guy from Oregon that played on the offensive line. Justin uh, Strelzik, you're talking about? Strelzik? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He played in New Hampshire. Yeah, he and he was from Buffalo. Oh, New yeah, he's and he's from, from Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, okay. Um, but I think this a concussion that you've been talking about. I think Mike Webster is the one that opened this up to the NFL and they're doing these protocols now. If it wasn't for him, I think uh, um, I think the, the NFL would just, you know, um, nod it off or whatever. Um, I, uh, I don't understand. Uh, I know you guys have been beating this with the dead horse too. Um, and how ironic it is when we're trying to fix our defense and now our defense is doing good, but our offensive line is not doing any, you know, uh, running wise. I'm, I'm saying protecting the past or, you know, passer they're doing great at. It's just a running game. And I know you guys have been beating that with a dead horse. And I just, uh, I just wanted to see what you guys take on the concussion and if you think that. Mike Webster did that, and what kind of – is there a lot of fall-off between Mike Munchak and the uh, – Sean and Sean coaching? Surratt, yeah. Yeah, is there a lot of drop-off on that or, you know, stuff I like don't believe that? so. I, I don't see it, uh, Lincoln. I don't see it at all. No. I, I think Sean is doing a great job of coaching. I just think that right now, uh, you know, th- they're getting better. You know, they, they look good uh, against Cincinnati, and they look good on Sunday versus the Ravens. So I think they're going to get better and better and better. The running game has just taken time trying to come together, and yeah. part of it has been a point of emphasis. And the fact that you got th- you're got you on your third quarterback. You're changing quarterbacks like crazy, and it, it, it plays disaster with your – uh, game planning and everything you're trying to accomplish because you go from a Hall of Famer who was built to throw the ball 500 times in a season to a, a backup 
you know, who could has long-term, you know, growth process going on, and he's starting to make some some uh, noise, and all of a sudden you're down to a third stringer who wasn't even making the 53 men coming out of camp. So you've got great issues as far as game planning going on here, and they've got to overcome. I mean, this is this is one of the things, the mantras that Chuck Knoll always talked about. You you what you got a problem? Overcome it. You yeah. overcome it. That's the answer to it. Um, you know, it's it's very simplified, but it's all, like you used to say: if you're if you're getting blocked, don't let them block you. Right. And and the way you overcome it is with hard work. Yep. That's what Chuck used to always yep. say as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, brothers. I appreciate it and love your course. I love your show and thank you for letting me uh, talk and. And I really appreciate that because you guys have been players. And, you know, when you get, like, a news broadcaster that never played the game and they just shut you down, you're just like, oh, my God, you guys never played the game, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's why I really appreciate about you guys. And I know you do a lot for the community there in Pittsburgh, too. And, and God bless you. And thank you. Thanks, God Lincoln. Bless. That's God very humble. And yeah. thank you for your kind words, yeah. bud. All right, uh, do we got time for one more call, Greg? All right, let's go to Jordan in North Carolina. Jordan, welcome to the locker room. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Uh, I have two things to talk about. Um, I, I, wanted to, uh, I heard this online on uh, one of the YouTube channels. Um, the fact that LJ Fort was cut from the Eagles um, means that we, we, we acquired two guys in uh, free agency, and we only lost two guys since he got cut. Yeah. So therefore, we would not be eligible for a compensatory pick. Yeah, I, I, I that's that's true. You know, LJ uh, actually was playing for the Ravens yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. But, that, but but since he was picked up after he was dropped, we right. still only yeah. lost two, correct? Um, and, and if I'm if I understand correct, we have until week ten to drop Dante Moncrief. We're obviously going to drop Stephen Nelson. Do you think that's a possibility? Because Possibly get a third round compensatory pick or not? You ain't dropping Nelson, that's yeah, for sure. Steve Nelson's playing yeah, good yeah, for that, yeah. yeah, and, and I, I would doubt. Yeah, right now I don't, I don't see dropping Dante. Yeah, I don't I think see you, it either. I think you've got to give him that opportunity to battle his way out. Yeah, of it. Yeah, to come out, come out of it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Right. I, I liked him a lot when when we signed him, and I think he's been injured. I think he can help, but when it comes down to week nine, if he isn't doing. If he isn't doing what they thought he should do, you got to weigh in the fact that he worth a possible third round compensatory pick. So, and then, and I just wanted to, get, to hear what you guys had to say about that. And then, uh, well, we'll plead the Colbert rule again. You don't make don't, any yeah. move until you absolutely have to, and you got week nine to figure that one out. And trust me, that yes, works sir. whether it comes to mowing the lawn or taking out the garbage too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, the, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about is. Uh, this year, I've been so I've been so excited for the for the backups getting their chance to start. Like I, I haven't been this excited about backups playing since Bruce Trekowski was our backup. So yeah. like from, from Brian Leftwich to, to Michael Vick to to all these different guys, Landry Jones, Joshua Dobbs. I was never really that high on them, and I I thought that our defense had to play great games for us to win, and I think that's still the case. But it just seems that we have a good a good depth of youth that's getting a, a chance to play in. I think uh, I think Doug Doug Dodges uh, or Doug Hodges, uh, Devlin 
I think he's a guy that's going to uh, push the ball down the field. He's not scared of anybody. So Yeah, well, hey, uh, Jordan, sorry we have to uh, cut you Hard short break. because it's the, end of the show. We gotta, it's the end of the show. we got to go to the uh, Mike Tomlin press conference. Thanks for the call. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna throw it to break, and then when we come back, we're gonna throw it to Mike Tomlin's press conference.